it's our sign. Full disclosure, I took so many notes on this movie, but Jason came home halfway through and I thought they didn't know that was real. Okay. But it's still Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm with you. You can talk to me, Angela. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Dummies Podcast. I am Joe. I am Shannon. Angela. I'm Matt. Hey, Aaron will not be with us because he took a bullet for the team, y'all. Uh, we originally had scheduled for this week to watch a movie called Deathstalker um, on Amazon Prime because Amazon Prime has a plethora of bullshit movies. Um and he watched it. He began to watch it. And he it was like midnight, and he's like, guys, don't watch this. It's so rapey. No, no. There's so much rape going on. I don't uh, think we should do a podcast on it. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Aaron, thank you, because nobody who sits on this podcast would actually want to watch something like that. Um, we like bad movies, but I don't think we like them with a bunch of rape. Mm-mm. I don't. Mm-hmm. No, uh-uh. no, no, no. Yucca. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we watched a movie <laughs> instead that we were talking about a couple weeks ago or whatever after the podcast was over. I don't think it was on mic. It's called Armed for Action. And it looks like Armed it stars Joe Estevez, which it does not. <laughs> he's in the movie. Um, yeah. He, he's not the star of he's the movie. He's got that name power, baby. Speaking of names, we're going to have a hell of a discussion talking about this movie because it it is the antithesis to Apocalypse Z. It Instead of explaining itself over and over <laughs> again in the first 40 minutes, this movie explains nothing to you until 45 minutes, 11 seconds when they finally tell you what's happening. So here's what I'd like to do, guys. You wrote down the time? Yeah, I want to go to through fair. the movie. In order. To be fair, if you read the description, you know everything you need to know. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I did. So I knew what was going on the whole time. Except for had- the very beginning, which didn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> the first 25 minutes of this movie make no sense. They're disjointed. They're not connected. But I, well, here's what I want to do. I don't want to jump ahead. I want to take the okay. listener to this podcast through this movie chronologically and let's discuss it. <laughs> Yeah, sit down okay. with some popcorn, listener. All right. So the first note that I made was opening credits, making a bomb out of a grenade. Yeah, well, the first thing I noticed was like the Hill Street Blues-esque guitar riff that... Right. And the, the coloration of the of the video was off. It was very blue. Yeah, blue. yeah. And they do make a bomb grenade, and that never comes back. I was going to make never. a joke and say, that was very important to the storyline. <laughs> never. It never comes back in the movie. Um, no. What was the purpose the between the three-minute timer? On the, there's no... The credits took three minutes of our life. I think that's... Oh, oh, the credits were in New Times Roman. Don't you love the font? <laughs> Who doesn't no? love New Times Roman? Okay. I'm going to say... It was, it was no comic stand. My my note was then during the credits we get to watch the most boring version of MacGyver ever created. 
because <laughs> he makes a time bomb out of a grenade and we immediately cut to this dude camera shot of the dude in the car the sexy dude on the radio because the, the guy on the radio is like hello he's making a sexy voice and oh wait are you skipping over the dream sequence no this is the dream sequence no, the guy no, pulls no, up in the car okay, all right, and then all right, the guy right. the one guy's on the radio talking to him and he's talking to him in sexy voice and uh oh, yeah. come get me baby what i didn't know was there would be layers and layers of homoeroticism throughout this movie <laughs> so much and th- what i what i didn't understand when i was writing these notes is this is just layer number one <laughs> true and in this dream sequence who walks that close to a wall when you're walking down the hallway you don't walk that close to the wall you walk in the middle he's a right he's right on it we also have another low budget movie uh iconography thing here where the audio that's happening off screen is just somebody yelling or like an actual sound of a gunshot off screen it's not entered into the movie through like any sort of dialogue replacement or any sort of sound effects there's no foley work it's whatever the the mic sitting next to the camera picked up that's what it's picking up which is strange because they had to use uh audio replacement for one of the scenes they did voiceover yeah yeah yeah. that that's different thing though and the voiceover was fucking hilarious, but we'll get there. I, I made a note of it. <sighs> what do you guys think of the dream sequence? I said it's like proto-saw. So, it was completely... I, I mean, it, it has nothing to do with this. It didn't belong in this film at no, all. It, it did not belong in this movie. But the only note I made about the dream sequence was that there is a legitimate one minute and four seconds of evil laughing. Yeah, yeah. And I say that in quote because as we all know, I watch movies with subtitles. The subtitle was evil laughter for a minute and four seconds. 64 seconds. Ridiculous. So as Angela said, it had the dream sequence had nothing to do with the movie, but somehow it simultaneously uh, paradoxically set the tone for the movie because it just got awful throughout. Right. No, but there's nothing said about any of the characters in the dream sequence. You see that there's this co- supposedly a cop, uh, a, a duplicate of himself all tied up. And then a dude who has been shot all through the face. Um, yep. and we don't, dudes. we don't get names. Nobody's names are said yet. Yeah. That's why it, we're calling them. Nobody's dudes. names are said yet. Um, and then it hard cuts out of the dream sequence to him like waking up and going fucking <laughs> dreams or something like that. And he just gets out. Then it hard cuts to a VCR and movie rentals thing. And I got to thinking like, what a fucking time in, in, in the world where not only did you, if you wanted to watch a movie at home, you had to go rent the movie. You also had to rent the VCR. <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> Those motherfuckers are 800 bucks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you had to get the VCR. Angela, you're muted. She says, oh no, she's mouthing. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Still can't hear you. Are your AirPods dead? No. Can't hear you. Technical difficulties. Ah! I apologize for the technical difficulties we are having. I don't know. 
Um, is this the part where we see the guy with the curly hair that stole the look from the guy from Step by Step or whatever? Yeah, pretty soon, yeah. The guy that you think looked like Patrick Duffy. I was like, dude, I've seen this guy before, but it's really not this guy. Yeah. Yeah. But curly hair must have been a really big thing in the 80s. Oh, it was like a term. And it wasn't the 80s. This movie was made in 92. No, no, no. no, no. (sighs) Don't say it. it. I was going to play a game for people who didn't look it up. It was my very next note. When do you think this movie was made? Damn, I'm sorry. Yeah, I had to figure it out. I was like... When does this movie look like it was made? 87, 88. Shannon said 1981. Oh my god. If you have to rent the VCR and the VHS, not a lot of people had them. At that time. Yeah. I mean, that was true up until the late, late 80s. But 92? No, that was not true in 1992. (laughs) Anything yet, Angela? I don't know. Am I here? Yeah. Hi! Yay! Okay. (laughs) When when do you think this movie looked like it was made? Uh, I'd say 92 seems pretty legit. I would have... I would... I'd put it in that time frame. I think this movie was probably made, it was probably written in 1979. <laughs> it probably went into pre production in 1984. <laughs> and, <laughs> because this is what I was explaining to, to my son, because he's like, this is friggin' stupid. I'm like, <laughs> they didn't have YouTube back then. They didn't have, like,. Uh, they didn't have. Not everyone had a video camera with them in their pocket all the time. That is of decent quality. Um, they didn't have Kickstarter, right? This took this took probably mm-hmm. fifty to a hundred thousand dollars of someone's money to make this movie, and I'm guessing even maybe more because of all that fifty cal ammo they shot off. So like, oh my gosh, they had to probably I, make I, this I, over a long. No time. jumping ahead. Yeah, we're not jumping ahead. All I know is that uh, we're like. We see titties in this movie before we see hear someone's name. Yep. Okay, so that's yep. my next note here. Who has wait, breakfast? Wait, 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 wait. Before oh. did 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 anybody mention the name of the diner? What was the name of the diner? I don't even know. The name of the diner was <laughs> Country Diner. Oh yeah, with a K. K-U-N-T-R-Y Country. And Lori is gonna get away with the country. I guess. <laughs> um, that poor chick who plays Lori, we don't find out her name till she's dead. Uh, yeah, poor she, girl. She whips her titties out in this movie, and she's she's not even in this movie for what maybe five minutes of screen time. Yeah, yes, sir. If that. Yeah. Still nobody's so, name. Green shirt dude. Right, green shirt dude is is a freaking idiot. He does not realize. Oh, yeah. That she is about to bang him in 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 the back. He, he's all like, "I'm gonna just go to the kitchen now and get you some." Yeah, dessert. I knew it was coming because I knew what type of movie this was. Why would I have to go back there for dessert? And I told I told my son to cover his face with the blanket while this was happening. <laughs> but, the, uh, but the fact that he's just like, I don't eat, I don't usually eat breakfast. I eat don't. dessert after breakfast. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I don't. She Hello? shoved his face in and was like, how about 11 mm. <laughs> That's a callback to a joke like we made it. off mic earlier. Um, yep. 
So yeah. just to square things up, I'm not going to say anybody's name until it says it. I gave these guys, I gave these guys nicknames though. The two dudes with the perm and the straight lace dude with the gay shirts. I called these guys the homo bros. Okay, so green shirt guy, I just called protagonist because I didn't know his name and I assumed he was the protagonist. They are together. And then the other guy is curly mullet. Okay. Why do you two go out of the gym and pump each other? Exactly. The homo bros, um, they go play some pool because they're skipping. Um, the whole town has gone hunting and they are like, let's go shoot some, let's go get drunk and then we'll go hunting. That sounds fun. Uh, so hey, boy, boy, how big is the town? Decide, the it's town's not very big. It's not that big. Yeah. And all it shows is this super high-angle shot of them playing pool because the room is so small. Um, (laughs) It's it's somebody's fucking dining room with a disco ball in it, and they're like, this is a bar. (laughs) And then the the bartender chick, who we don't know uh, her name, they don't say her name, hands them two empty cups. (laughs) It's it's unconscionable. Uh, And then it cuts, when she's talking to them, it cuts to perm homo bro, like his head, like flopping around for no reason. Yeah, I couldn't Not. figure out what that was. I was like, they just have a shot of a mop? <laughs> what was that? He, he permed his pubes, just showing them to you. So I have I have a note that says, high stakes game of pool, exclamation point. Curly right. mullet wins, the protagonist buys beer for three months. Yep. Protagonist wins. And they drive a decrepit old bus off a cliff, destroying Curly Mullet's best source of income. Protagonist, a shitty friend. <laughs> They're both just, you know, gay for each other, and they don't know how to express themselves. That's exactly You could write it. this movie. Jeez. But then Curly Mullet says to Bar Lady, if I could die on someone, I'd pick you. Yeah, they evidently have, have a thing going. It seems like, you know, that's one of the best displayed relationships in this movie like they have some history together of flirting back and forth um well i'm pretty oh, sure he's they're... gonna give him dessert mm-hmm. yeah i think mm-hmm. we find later that they're together like, i don't know that they're together but they're definitely he he want they want to be together they never mm-hmm. expressly state that they were together no i, I, I will say that do. the very top build performer in this movie is joe estevez who just happens to be the brother of martin sheen uncle to charlie and emilio uh, and it isn't until 15 minutes into this movie that we see him. Also, no one says his name. Nobody says the name of his partner. I call these guys not, the creepy twins. Because That's I, not true, because I wrote a note here when they walk into the place of three names. Uh, was the sheriff's office? It was the, the general port- store, the sheriff's office, the justice of the peace. <laughs> post <laughs> office. The post office, yeah. All in one. He introduced himself. He says, I am Officer West. And oh, does he? Officer Carter. Yeah, his yes. name was something West because the, the yeah. other guy, the, the assassin, says that he's like, hey, West. And I don't know how they knew each other, but you know. They're both assassins. I'm going to call them I, Creepy yes. Joe and Creepy Carter for the rest of the podcast. Uh, he creepy looks like Michael Douglas. Joe Estevez, I think he looks. A lot like Martin Sheen, but if like Martin Sheen Ooh. melted, but his voice out. sounds exactly the I, same. I figured it out. It's like it's like the captain. 
from the nose up, he's Martin Sheen, but the mouth down, he's Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Here's what I said. Huh. It's like they took Here. that program from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days where they mashed up, she mashed up their faces to make their babies. And uh, <laughs> they took everybody from the Sheen Estevez family and this dude popped out. <laughs> he looks a lot like Some- Emilio does now. Emilio yeah. does not look that bad. A well, little bit. My note I mean, they look similar. But he doesn't look my that My note bad. says, enter the Estevez with generic suit guy. Looks like Martin Sheen and Charlie had a baby. Yeah, he sounds exactly like Martin Sheen, though. Mm-hmm. It's uncanny. And uh, they have a meeting with the town sheriff. Can anybody tell me what it was about? Um, no, but he was very happy and super accommodating. My note says happy sheriff, yeah. super accommodating. Mr. Estevez, not so much. He was kind of a dick. I think they were trying to throw him off somehow, but they just didn't do it. They were like, hey, yeah. you know. I gotta tell you, Joe Estevez is sure a fucking to- creep show. I cannot yes. stand, I could not stand yeah. looking at his face. He was so creepy looking. Well, especially when he looked at the women and like like they yeah at the bar the, the women he'd be like maybe we'll rape her later <laughs> he's leering he was creepy he's, ah. <laughs> yeah <sighs> maybe later and that was his happy face guys um then it cuts to another set of people in a car we get the guy from the dream sequence both guys from the dream sequence we don't know their relationship we assume the one younger guy's a cop so i call these the dream boys um the Dream Boys, we get an immediate Snickers product placement, which is nice. They had to get some money somewhere. Mm-hmm. My note says, hungry, grab a Snickers. Exactly. <laughs> uh, still, I have uh, no idea what the hell was happening. And then we immediately cut to the Homo Bros again at the Homo Bro Curly Dude's house. And there's a product placement for Bush Light, which, you know, good for yep. them. <laughs> good for them to actually My get says, some. Bush Light, noise. Get some uh, product placement in their movie. That's good. It's like, this is the last one. Actually, I keep one in the butter container. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta always have a spare, bro. (laughs) I use that butter as lube and fuck my ass. Um, Is it dessert? My next note is there is no fucking plot to this movie. It's like I'm watching somebody's stream of consciousness vlog, except even Casey Neistat has more narrative structure in this video, not to mention better cinematography. Who? Casey Neistat, if you've never seen his vlogs on YouTube, there he's actually a really good cinematographer. He takes interesting videos, but uh okay. Th- this, this movie is it, may, it was making me mad at that point. <laughs> I was like, "What is this movie about?" I disagree. You kept pausing it and going back and you're like, "Look at this." Pause no, that's not like, yet. Not yet. Oh. Sure. I uh, so, kind of figured it was either the guy, the guy in the car. I kind of figured they were either a, a sheriff and somebody that had to be transported, or a cop in witness protection. I, I figured it was like it was going to be like the hitman's bodyguard, but just really bad. <laughs> I didn't understand. So exa- next- they the only reason I'm saying all this is because they don't explain any of it yet. None of it. No, None of don't. any. Nobody's relationship to each other has been explained at all. We don't know if the homo bros are actually gay for each other. We don't know anything. We don't know their names yet. 
No. I I still don't yeah, I, know. I still don't names. know their names. I ended up finding out all their names. I'll tell you their names when we get there. Okay. All right. My next note says, damn, Curly Mullet has a 50 cal anti-aircraft gun. <laughs> right. Oh, he's a prepper for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's he is prepper. sitting on a steaming pile of foreshadowing is all he's doing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> they have to find some way to just blow off a bunch of guns later in the movie, and let's just make this dude be a prepper, like Matt said. But you know what? I was thankful that they show us something that will actually come into use later in the movie, not like the grenade thing. Oh, we'll get there. Too. I have a. I have a very good note later. Um, the car ride with <laughs> the very- dudes from the dream tells us something. Dude in the passenger seat. He says, "I'm important to the DA." DEA and the FBI and we learn that driver dude is a cop so there's a small small plot revealing there but this is at 32 minutes <laughs> 32 minutes in I called them the dream dudes and we get the first inkling of the plot and it's at this point I have assigned four sets of dudes identifiers dream dudes uh, <laughs> creepy twins Euro trash are the two guys at the side of the road who uh did the stupid hicks get oh, locked oh, in their own backyard? Oh, I I oh I have that. Protagonist and curly mullet meet two weird guys on the side of the road. Blondie just spiking the lens. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh he's an over actor's dream. He's a Gary Busey wannabe. Except oh, good, good, good. He can't even touch Gary Busey's ball hairs. No. And, like, he doesn't make sense. He says to him, you <laughs> asked too many questions. The guy didn't even talk. I'm oh, that's like, not what? yet. That's not yet. Remember, Sorry. they're like, what are you guys doing? They're like, get the fuck out of here, jerk off. And then they drive away, and Curly Hair's like, I don't like the way those guys was talking. I don't think they belongs here. That's my best. Don't you find it strange that they were telling us to go fuck each other when we just did? (laughs) And then they uh, get a tire blow. They blow out their tire and then they they go to walk back to the Eurotrash twins to to ask them. And this, this is where I began to die laughing. After this, it was a laugh (laughs) fest for me. I felt ill after watching the movie. I was laughing so much. They did not, they're not good hicks or preppers. They didn't have a spare tire. Yeah, but that you know that's or very convenient for the plot. They didn't understand how to act like human beings because <laughs> Homo Bro protagonist, as Angela calls him, he he puts his hands up like this in a in a way that no human being has ever cupped their hands. When you cup your hands around your mouth to yell, you do it so you create like a megaphone. He put his thumbs in there, and he was like, Hello! he was walrus. He had two. <laughs> He had two alligators, <laughs> and he's yelling through their open oh, mouths. I'm <laughs> sorry. I don't understand. I he. <laughs> then the blonde Euro trash dude overacts himself into pointing a gun oh at them, my. and and the whole protagonist. I died laughing before he ever fired the gun because he his. <laughs> Reaction was so strong. Yes, too many questions. It was like, what are you uh, doing, bro? And then he shoots Homo Bro in the arm, and his 
his reaction to being shot, I watched three times because it was so funny. He grips his arm, turns over to Curly Head Dune, goes, ooh, and just, it was so, it, it was so unintentionally the only gay. Spot, <laughs> the only spot of, like, actual acting that made sense was when the guy like overreacts and he's like you asked too many questions and homo bro without the curly things like what the fuck yeah he mouths <laughs> what the fuck to the other dude but then he gets shot in the arm and he goes <laughs> and he falls over and he they both run away euro trash dude uh... is really in bullet saving mode too he doesn't want to waste bullets there's another time we'll get to in the movie where he's also trying to save ammunition he might be a prepper too I think my note all... says. Oh, go ahead, Matt. No, go ahead. I was just, my note says acid wash jeans are killing it. Blondie is a psycho. Should have known. Dirty lens spiker. Yep. Acid wash jeans are back, baby. Um. Yeah, I think they're all over actors except maybe Estevez and the mafia guy, and they they just suck. Estevez is way up there with overacting, dude. Yeah, he kind of was a little bit, yeah. We'll get to that, too. We will get there. (laughs) So Dream Boys and Creepy Twins end up at the same diner. Dream Boy Criminal is taking a shit and showing us his actual dick. Yeah, I have on my note, why am I looking at Criminal's dick? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Can we pick a different angle? I must have... uh, past the gate test because I only saw the empty paper roll toilet. <laughs> I didn't see I was anything. Like, he needs mm-hmm. toilet paper. I didn't see his peener. They kept showing like his crotch. I'm like, those are pubes. They're going to show us his actual dick. And they did. <laughs> and they did. Well, uh, just the base. Um, I wasn't watching. We find out in this situation uh, Dreamy Shit Man is named Montel. Yeah, yeah. perfect and name for a mafia assassin. He gets scurred when uh, Dream Cop looks out into the diner and he sees like everything's all a mess. And he's like, "Oh, they're here!" And creepy twin, creepy, creepy twin, oh, creepy Joe Estevez is creeping in on their shit party. Creepy Joe is there to kill Dream Montel. We find out, even though like he's like, <laughs> "Let's get out of here at first. and then he immediately is like. Uh, I'm gonna kill you because you talked, and in an absurd, absurd cutaway, it cuts away to a trash can that slowly lifts its little lid, and we see that that's where Dream Cop was hiding. I can well, tell you. That, before that, when Creepy Joe first walks in, my note says. Mr. Estevez is deranged. Looks like he did a bunch of math. His oh, eyes yeah. are big, are so big, and he has hey, this kid. crazy look on his face. He has crazy eyes. Oh. I got a revolver. Creepy. And he keeps reaching <laughs> oh on the revolver, too, for the hammer, but he's got a hammerless gun so that you mm-hmm. can pull it out of your pocket. It's a concealed carry weapon, and he keeps trying to fiddle with the hammer throughout the whole movie. Like, what but is... But there's no hammer. There's no hammer. I can guarantee you... That even in the hickiest of hick bathrooms, you will not find a trash can that a man can fit inside of. No. 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 Uh, you will on a properly dressed set. <laughs> <laughs> and then my next note says, criminal saved by trash can disguise. Yeah, he shoots creepy <laughs> Joe right in the face. Oscar the Grouch madman. Um, so 36, this, this is 36 minutes. The star of this movie 
the star of the movie is now presumably dead. Yeah, he's shot in the face. 36 yeah. minutes in, the plot is beginning to reveal itself. Montel is some sort of mob witness that Dream Cop is delivering to somewhere. Everyone else in the town is trying to kill him except for the homo bros. Hey, We've I learned as they walk this. out that Creepy Carter has killed Lori, the waitress, and Euro Trash bros show up as well. The town sheriff shows up and dies by getting stabbed with the smallest switchblade ever made. Oh my gosh, mine says, my note says, Sheriff stabbed in the back by a knife so small, I'm surprised it made it through that awesome denim vest. Right? It was, he pulled out a switchblade, it was like a pinky size. And then all of a sudden, Estevez is back, and the bullet just glanced off his forehead, what is he, Wolverine? He got shot straight on. It's just a little graze mark on the side of his face. He's holding a paper towel to it. And then this. This is the line read of the century. Somebody's going to pay, man. (laughs) He he says it like four times. (sighs) With his creepy ass eyes going crazy. Um, What a line read. Gosh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. I laughed. I legit laughed so hard at that oh i was dying laughing oh shannon was getting annoyed because i kept pausing the movie to laugh so i wouldn't miss it <laughs> but it was good times for me um homo bro who was shot in the arm has like literally no blood coming out of his wound i put that note down and then at 41 minutes 15 seconds the entire plot we are literally halfway through the movie before the plot is spelled out yep montel is a hitman for the mafia and the still unnamed Dream Cop is transporting him across the country. Just after that plot reveal, we get people's names being said. Euro Trash twins are Thompson and Roberts. Thompson is the Aryan-looking dude, and Roberts is the ponytail guy. Oh, uh, wicked awesome man bun. And then we get this really long establishing shot, a series of shots, of the guy in the plaid shirt holding the shotgun, just cocking the shotgun, sitting next to the car. And then the establishing shots of the cars sitting around in various places, they mean nothing yeah. to us. <laughs> well, the mob is setting up roadblocks. No, all that's over not now. explained to you. And, and why was I there mean, a guy in a Volkswagen? I mean, that's Beetle? literally my note. Mob set up roadblocks all over town. That's it didn't not explained to, be explained to you till later. No, that I wrote that in real time. I understood what was happening. I didn't. Like you can oh. assume that that's what's happening, but it's not explained to you. A simple Martin, or sorry, Joe Estevez going, okay, set up the roadblocks, and then showing the shots, or not showing the he, shots, and just what? having him saying, set up the roadblocks, because these, this is 60 seconds of movie time wasted. He does, he does say it, he just doesn't say set up the roadblocks. He says something like, yeah, close it down. Yeah, he says we got to close the town down. There yeah. is so much, it's like nothing is connected in this movie. It's like a ball no. pit. None of it's connected together. You just you could flash the balls around anywhere, and that's just where they landed. Uh, we also learn do 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 do. They find out Homo Bros find out Lori is dead. Uh, Homo Bro with the arm wound has an amazing acting moment. Oh <laughs> my god! They all do. They're all like, "Oh, Lori, no!" Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, Ugh. soap opera actors are laughing at this shit. <laughs> we we find out the bartender's name is Sarah 
and that yeah. homo bro with the arm wound, his name is Jake, and they never oh. say the other guy's name ever in the movie, I don't believe. The other guy's name is Alex. His name is Alex, but I only know that because of subtitles. I don't know that they ever no, say his they, name. Jake says it a bunch, because I didn't know Jake's name. I only knew Alex's name. Oh, I don't, I didn't, I, right here, I'll, maybe I'll say it when they finally say his name, but right here they still haven't said it yet. Okay, fair enough. Um, oh gosh. Then Jake goes, I'm going to kill somebody for what they did to her. And I really think <laughs> that is like a monologue type of moment they need to teach in acting classes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, How do you do that and make it seem genuine? <laughs> I mean, he looked, he looked upset. Sure. You sold it real I good. Have, so my very last note, because this is about when Jason got home, my very last note says, Bar Lady knows what's going on because she's already been told by the Dream Team. Right. But then she walks into the diner, and it's like she's new to the planet. She has no idea. What's going on here? Well, you already know. And then she proceeds to tell them what's going on. What's happening? That's an odd script choice. It's just an odd oh, script, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, I don't think whoever wrote the script was sober at the time, maybe. <laughs> well, then the next shot of Sarah is she's in a car leaving town. I don't remember her saying she was leaving. Yeah, they told her to go for help. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she tries to leave a town, and Carter and Thompson chase her. Carter's the creepy ginger dude who's the FBI agent. Um, Thompson's overacting is bononkers they're side by side in the cars next to each other and thompson oh. who's the aryan looking dude is just looking at her he's like giving her fuck me eyes and he's like here's <laughs> johnny it is so wild was such garbage because it looked like they were kind of playing kitty bumper cars yeah it is the yeah. worst chase scene of all time is what i wrote down uh they run her car off the road and then they just kidnap her and next scene we see of creepy joe He's got a band-aid on his head. Yep. <laughs> he was shot from in the head! His, from his bullet wound. <laughs> it's a very special band-aid. Oh, my god! I mean, that's what happens when you have an adamantium skull. You know, I guess so. <sighs> so they they all go back to the bar with the homo bros, and, and Sarah, Sarah's not there, and the dream boys are there, and... Uh, Joe Estevez and crew surround the bar and so the Homa Bros and Dream Boys try to get some guns and try to like get into a firefight um, Montel's finally convinces Dream Cop to give him a gun and they do and then he opens up the For front door and reason. says hi guys it's me and then everybody <laughs> proceeds to just bust a few off the chain at him yep <laughs> I don't know what uh, what was part of his plan there. <laughs> he wanted to get he wanted to recon and get some numbers, but it doesn't make any sense because they're they give establishing shots of the bar, but then all of a sudden there's this random guy with a rocket launcher. Yeah, we get the yeah. second movie in a row where a black dude just whips out a rocket launcher out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> but don't worry, they whip it out again. Yeah, later. well the black dude doesn't. He don't make it. No. Um, no. I think he was the guy driving the van later on, even though he died. Yeah. <laughs> I think this movie was that poorly made. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, just put that on. It's fine. So Montel distracts them 
and runs around and hits a dude in the head with a tire iron? Because sure. Seems legit. Oh no, I skipped the part where he sets the bus on fire, didn't I? Oh yeah, he makes the Molotov cocktail. Yeah. Yeah, which Jason said, is he making a Molotov cocktail with Captain Morgan? That yep. doesn't have a high enough alcohol content for a Molotov cocktail. Cocktail. Yeah, and I don't know do whether or not want. that's true. But I don't know. I think you have to be above fifty percent. So you need like an Everclear, but they definitely set that bus on fire. Yeah, for sure. It. Uh, it was gasoline and when they did it. Whoever whoever brought yeah. the rocket launcher was not trained to use that weapon because for a full like twenty seconds, uh, Emilio Uncle is yelling. Fire the launcher! Fire the rocket launcher! Fire the freaking launcher! Yeah. And the guy never—the guy ends up getting shot first before he can do anything. So, yeah. Um, I loved the fact that Montel sneaks around and hits the dude in the head with the tire iron, and that guy's name's Dodge. <laughs> he didn't dodge though. That made me laugh. Dodge! Dodge! Uh, then we get some off-screen ADR. <laughs> it's it's stupid. Um, Thompson shoots at them and gives up. So he, they're all running away from the bar after the the bus got set on fire, and they stop at like a table, <laughs> like a table in the middle of the woods. Matt, Angela, I must have blanked out from that scene because I don't remember that. It's part. like three posts holding up a chunk of wood or stone or something, and then Thompson shoots at him. It hits the table, and they all <gasps> oh yeah, action face. And he stops firing. Because there's oh, 40 more reason. minutes of this movie left. He can't end it this soon. And he, oh, what's my he God. Say? Yeah. Run, little bunnies. Have you fun. <laughs> what? Yeah. You also yeah, noticed. He definitely wants to be Gary Busey. Which part is it that they give the guy, the mafia guy, a rifle and he aims it at uh, the West guy? Oh, it's near there. Yeah, because he, he takes the rifle, he shoots at him, but then he's like, oh, I could hit you, but I won't because that's not very sporting. And then he, like, he double-crosses the guys later. For, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Um, Eurotrash Roberts sense. with the ponytail is a super creep. He is literally seconds away from raping Sarah at gunpoint when Creepy Carter shows up and tells him, Gills, we got to get out of here. Also, yeah. I noticed Eurotrash Roberts has pants that are like super high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like nipple high. They are. He, they are quite high. His zipper was a full six inches below his belt. <laughs> yep. Those some like designing women you, pants. Do a lot of <laughs> wonderful things with suspenders or something. It was bizarre. It's like what the hell? Um, we have twenty four minutes left to go, and they finally set up the final act. Homobro Alex's house will be the final stand. Of course, they set that up earlier. We have a voiceover right. scene where. We basically are listening to Joe Estevez while we watch cars make three-point turns. <laughs> why? Because the why not? The second unit, unit got no other B-roll footage of anything, so we just watched the van make the worst three-point turn and go. Then we watched the station wagon do it, and I'm like, Okay. <laughs> and then sure, there's the shot not? of Montel running with the gun. They reuse that shot like three times. They just replay yep. it. I noticed that. That was fun. Um, more establishing shots of cars and people getting out. It like cuts away from them getting out of their cars like four times, and then back to them. 
unnecessary. And I kind of want to meet the editor of this movie. I want to know, I want to hear his story about what he was working with. He's probably dead now. That's true. I mean, I have to assume that they needed to add all that stuff in just to get it to feature length, right? No. This movie's long. It's it's 90 90 minutes. 90 minutes, yeah. Yeah, you'll... No, it's longer than that, isn't it? No, it's 90 minutes. Hour 29. Okay. You need to be 80 minutes to be feature length, so they could have cut off 10 minutes from this movie. They definitely could have cut off... And they could have. (laughs) 10 minutes from this movie. Um, Oh, my gosh. Creepy Joe gets another acting moment. Such a fail. Oh, my gosh. Which part? Right before the final shoot-off when he's, like, monologuing. Oh my gosh. And then everybody <laughs> seems, for whatever reason, to begin to exclaim, they've got Sarah. Everyone's. <laughs> oh my god, it was like the Lee of Death all over again. They've got Sarah. They've got Sarah. They've got Sarah. So freaking funny. I rewound that one and watched it twice. Creepy <laughs> Joe offers a trade Montel for the girl. Dream Cop thinks Montel left, so they try to bluff. Yeah, you send her over first. Uh, Montel didn't leave, though, guys. What a nice twist. He's the hero of this story. Plot twist. He kills the dude holding Sarah, and everybody goes nuts. I don't think any of these dudes has ever fired a weapon before in their life. It is silly. They look like kids playing with toy guns, which essentially is what is happening. Normally, you have some sort of firearm advisor on set or somebody to show you proper form and muzzle discipline. These guys are just going bonkers. Like, as Matt's saying, the perm dude, his arms were like shaking. Like, well, that's normal. He was probably the most normal. Yeah, but oh my God, it was all just a 50 cal is a very powerful gun, but you don't shoot it full auto like that. You shoot and it's going to shake his arms, but he's like flapping like a chicken oh. that's, what it would, that's what it would do to you that's why you shoot it and burst in fact they tell you uh die motherfucker die die motherfucker die that's how they teach that to you in the army um because that gun will shoot through an engine block it's legit yeah yeah oh yeah it's anti-aircraft weaponry um no they just shooting shoot it people everywhere <laughs> people are uh very bad at aiming in this film oh yeah the, I mean, the return all, fire. Oh, go ahead. They're all stormtroopers. <laughs> even the heroes. <laughs> the uh, return fire was almost as hilarious because you got one, you got like a black guy aiming one way, and then a white dude aiming in the exact opposite direction. Like, there's no way the guys aren't standing like in exact proximity, but there's no way they're all at an 180 degree. No, so what I noticed in how they shot this movie was, it's actually pretty interesting, I don't think that they had blank ammunition for a lot of this stuff. Like, for the 50 cal, I think he's firing real live ammunition at those cars for real, which is when you look at him shooting those cars and stuff, there's nobody behind him. Right. There's no bad guys anywhere near there, so why the hell is he shooting there? I think they just had this thing and they were using it. And the grenade, when they threw it over by the cars... They're in the cars. Yeah, there's no one around. No yep. one around. There's no danger because they can't. They don't have the ability to composition two shots together 
to make it look like they were actually there during the explosion and, and such and such. Right. They're not going to use a dummy or anything because, she that would make the film look bad. <laughs> um, Eurotrash Thompson, the guy with uh, the crazy, crazy eyes and bad acting, monologues a little too long and gets... <laughs> Dream Cop just grabs him and throws him out into the middle of the field of fire, and he gets just Swiss cheesed. Oh, my yep. God, that was hilarious. He's like, I don't have to shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, the same Blondie thing, was bro. Like, Blondie Every... was like, you don't have the guts to to pull the trigger, and he's like, I don't have to, and just throws him out. And not a death... single one of his people are like, hey, let's stop firing at our own guy. Nope. <laughs> nope. They just kept on going. Every death where they had to use the practical special effect of bullet wounds was either over dramatic or not dramatic in any sense of the word because they just like took the shots and then fell down. Yeah, I'm guessing yeah, the they only had the budget though, for that one time. Right. The Roberts guy though was like, and same with the uh, Euro, the other Euro guy, Euro Trash. He dies Ponytail. next. Montel shoots him in amazing fashion. The squib goes off and he just crumples to his death. It's amazing. Very stoically. I also have a note here. Dream Cop yells a bunch of times. His yelling face is extremely one note. He it gets... is really ugly too. Yes. Um, Creep Carter <laughs> drills the trailer. Finally, they let that bazooka off the chain, and the the uh, the whole trailer blows up, and they all kind of lazily stroll back into uh, Perm Boy's kitchen. Just. Yep. Just walking on not, in like nothing happened. Yep, not super hurried at all. And Alex, no rush. Alex no arm in the bedroom, and somehow he didn't notice when he walked into that bedroom that uh, the creepy twins are in there. Yep. <laughs> and they're Check both, your corners, rookie. They're both, they're both like, just standing out in the middle of the room against the wall. Oh, like. That is not the most insane thing that happens in the next five minutes. Um, oh, where is it? Oh my gosh. Okay, the most hilarious shot of the movie is when they have them at gunpoint, Alex and Sarah, in the middle of a field. They're standing in the middle of a field holding guns to them, and somehow they still manage to surprise um, Dream Cop and Jake when they're walking outside. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't turn a corner. They didn't. Uh, <laughs> they're in the. Uh, they, the camera just moved. To reveal them. <laughs> they were there the whole time. <laughs> Gee, who are these guys? Oh my gosh. We're they not going to notice them until the camera moves. Yeah. They got Sarah. It, they got Sarah? <laughs> oh my word. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. I, I had to stop the movie at that point in time. I laughed for a good four minutes. <laughs> I, like, I couldn't believe the audacity of these motherfuckers to think that that would work. Uh. <laughs> Who do you think we are as viewers? You dickless wonders. <laughs> um, Dream Cop gets kneecapped. Poor guy. Poor guy. Montel takes out Creepy Carter. Um, they do the same effect a bunch of times where they just paint the blood on the dude's head and they film him oh, like, like, whipping his was, head back. I think they actually like slapped paint on him as the shot was going because it looked like blood hit like part of his jacket first. Oh, I don't know about that. That's funny. Uh, I have to go back and look at that. Uh, they did it to a couple other people, though, too. 
Yeah. So but you can clearly see the paint just kind of crosses for it. Yeah. It's down to Montel and Creepy Joe, and Creepy Joe has given us the craziest fucking eyes of his entire career. <laughs> and uh, Montel asks him to settle it like men. We're going to fight it out. We're going to duke it out. And uh, he gets... Uh, he sets down his gun, and Creepy Joe is like pulls up his revolver like he's going to shoot him, but then what is better this? of it and throws his gun down. And then what happens? He pulls out a the revolver he had from earlier. Yeah, Montel... Apparently pulls out the gun that the cop gave him and kills creepy Joe in one of the best death scenes in movies history. Oh my God. That was so overdramatic. He's like, ha, ha, <laughs> <laughs> with the crazy eyes going still. Oh my God. They were in full effect. Oh man. So dream cop tries to arrest Montel, but lets him just walk away. The movie ends with dream cop talking to the local PD and it has nothing. He's talking to the police and he comes in and tells them what he's talking about. And it has nothing to do with <laughs> the murder anything. or of anything. It's about, uh, you're going to have to get a registration for all these guns, Alex. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's a shame they got Leah, but. You just oh got to get a collector's my. license. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> um, this <sighs> is the point. We're at, what, the last two minutes of the movie. And they finally say Dream Cop's name. It's Phil. <laughs> Jesus. And Phil is on crutches and he crutches out the door and then for some reason the editor he's out the door and then the editor puts in Sarah just saying bye bye. (laughs) (laughs) It was like 10 seconds too late. He's dead Jim. Who's she talking to? I couldn't handle it. I was just like this chick's oh this guy God. made the whoever edited this movie made this chick look absolutely insane. Bye bye. A <laughs> <laughs> real real dumb or both. <laughs> oh, there is a the next shot is happens a lot in the movie. It's another establishing shot of Dream Cop Phil just smoking. There is a ton of these shots oh in this movie. Oh my god. And he drives off in his red car, and then the credits happen. And I was like, ooh, credits, I can stop typing. But oh, no. <laughs> they do the thing where oh. they show you a scene of the people in the movie and tell us their names. Um, oh, and then I learned that Alex's real name, the the curly-haired dude, his name is J. Scott Guy. Yeah, J. Fucking Scott amazing. Guy. And wow. when it gets to the end credit scroll, the credits scroll so slow. <laughs> I bet you it took another seven minutes. I bet a lot of people didn't work on this movie. <laughs> so just like, now put the hundred names on there and just roll it real slow. And whatever song was playing, uh, I don't know what song that is. It The guy's like, it's slow it down. And then the credits started and they're going really slow. And I just, I found that funny. I just started laughing. <laughs> oh, and then the movie's over. Oh my gosh. Wow. Armed for action. Armed you, for action. What do you think? Uh, I'm speechless at just how bad this movie was. Uh, but it was so bad it was entertaining, so I guess that's something. Yeah, we got lucky with this one. It was a lot like Hawkeye in that it had some entertainment to it, but beware. The entertainment doesn't start right away. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. You're it, you're gonna have to sit through some some horse hockey first. 
for sure. Yeah. And nothing that makes any sense whatsoever. It it doesn't ca- it didn't catch me as fast <laughs> as Hawkeye did. No. Don't. Hawkeye I was caught by Hawkeye immediately. That first kick I was in. <laughs> they call me something else. What do they call you? <laughs> Bullshit. Um it's a wild ride for sure. Um did I miss anything that you guys wanted to talk about? No. Nah, nah. Okay. Really. Do you think people should get out, go out of their way to watch this movie? No, uh, definitely not. No. Don't go out of your way. Uh, you know, if you're planning on a weekend of drinking or something, maybe have this as you want to watch the movies. Maybe have this as something. I think it would be fun to watch if you're like drunk. Or but. in a group of people who enjoy bad movies. Right. Okay, so bad movie you know, make, lovers should watch this one? Make, yeah, I'll make yeah. fun of it together. Or, you know, if you just love bad movies and like laughing at absurdity, absurd badness, then yeah, watch it. But Matt, where do you put this in regards to Velocipaster, the one you didn't like? I was entertained by this, so I would rate it better. Okay. Yeah, this one had a, it, it's entertaining not because it's good or or anything. It's entertaining because it's so bad. But these people are trying real hard. Um, I think you should probably watch this movie. It's on Amazon already. If you're an Amazon subscriber, uh, you know, just watch this turd. Enjoy it. Enjoy this moment of time it was made. Marvel at how the fuck Joe Estevez was created in a lab or something. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. He just looks like the melted clone of Martin Sheen. It's weird. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for watching with me, guys. I mean... Uh, I can't believe... You know, kind of it goes just goes to show how Hollywood is, is that there's people like this who actually get into movies, and then there's people who have actual talent who don't. Sure, yeah. Right. You know, this was somebody's pet project. I bet he had the money and uh, made it happen. Like I said, it was probably oh, yeah. pre-production for like four or five years before it actually got made. Oh, but, for sure. You know, that happens with the best of scripts. You know, Princess Bride was in pre-production for a decade before it was made. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't hurt to have a heavy brother be Martin Sheen either. That probably hurt this movie more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. Well, we appreciate you guys listening along with us. Go check out Armed for Action. Next week, we're going to be back. We're not going to be talking about a movie. We're going to give you some things that we've been watching. Um, I know Matt wants to talk about uh, The Last of Us 2. Um, Shannon's been watching a lot of Westworld. We'll talk about that. So tune in next week. We're going to talk recommendations. And, you know, email us. Tell us what you've been watching, what you've been doing. MovieDummies at gmail.com. Or go to anchor.fm slash movie dummies and leave us a voice message there. Or you can actually look in your little podcast notes and there's a link you can click to say leave a voice message. Just leave us a voice message there. It's fun. But yeah, let us know what's good. What have we been missing? We can't watch everything, guys. Uh, Give us some bad movies to watch. We'd love to put your review on the podcast, too, so that we don't have to watch it. That'd be fun. So hit us up there. Um, Give us some bad movies to watch anything. Love to hear from you. Anything else, guys? Am I forgetting anything? Um, uh, they should probably stay fresh because they're cheese eggs. Yeah, y'all need to stay fresh and stay safe and, uh, you know, 
don't get that Wash corona. Wash your hands. Wipe your ass. That type of thing. Buffole. Sorry, wipe your buffole. I always forget. I'm the worst. Oh, yeah, and also, bye! <laughs> yeah, uh, but before that, appreciate you guys. For A.A. Ron, I am Joe. I'm Angela. I'm Matt. Oh, and Shannon left. Sorry, Shannon's not feeling well. So for Shannon, we are the Movie Dummies. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Also, bye. 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 They got Sarah. They got Sarah? They got Sarah. They got Sarah. Angela, let's hear your best. They're going to pay. They're going to pay. Doesn't he say, like, they're going to pay, man? Doesn't he say, man? Yeah. He might. Yeah. Somebody's going to pay. Uh, Yeah, that was Estevez's line. Just crushing it.